Please be seated. It doesn't seem to want to work. Uh, there's a blank spot where a switch used to be. Oh, there it is. There we go. I'll tell you what, my almost 66-year-old eyes just don't work as well as they used to. I was uh, contemplating the idea of standing on the tree stump and preaching to you as I spoke to the kids all week, but just like my eyes don't work as well, my sense of balance isn't quite what it used to be either. So discretion being the better part of valor, I decided I would stand in the pulpit and share some thoughts with you this morning. We had quite a week, and there are a number of you sitting in here this morning who uh, who were part of making this year's uh, KVA Kids Vacation Academy what looked to me like a smashing success. We had a really great time. A lot of kids. It was fun to watch the little ones who came on Monday and weren't quite sure they wanted to stick around. They missed their mommies. And by Tuesday it was sort of like, oh, you don't have to get out of the car, Mom. I'm fine. <laughs> and then on Friday, the, oh, I'm going to miss you. It was really great. And the entire focus of our week was that God's love is always a party. And I want to talk to you a little bit about what God's love looks like in our reading from the Gospel of Mark this morning. We have this story that I'm sure Mark intended as, as a story meant to convince people that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God, because he had power over nature. If you uh, read through the beginning of Mark's Gospel, you find story after story where Jesus demonstrates his ability to cure illness, to cast out demons, to heal sick people, and uh, to control nature. And so, for the people who heard this story, this would have been a statement that Jesus is part of that holy divinity that has control over the chaos of nature and can bring order out of it. And I'm afraid that that, um, that doesn't quite sell the way it did 2,000 years ago because I think as 20th century Americans, 21st century Americans, we tend to think that we've pretty much got nature under control except for when unexpected things happen but not the day-to-day -day nature that Jesus was describing or experiencing. The Sea of Galilee is um, noted for its ability to turn from dead calm to raging storm within minutes. 
And this story tells the story of one of those times when Jesus and the disciples are crossing the lake and as they're in the middle of the lake, a great windstorm arises and starts to whip up the waves and they're at fear of drowning. And for those who knew the Sea of Galilee, this would have been, oh yeah, I've been there, I've watched it happen, I've even been out there a few times. But we don't tend to experience that in quite the same way if we go out to the sea in ships, unless you're like Bob Hall who sails a sailboat, you're much less likely to be at a spot where uh, you're gonna experience fear of being swamped. But where I think we experience that fear of things being out of control is in lots of other areas of our life. I, I would dare say that the world today often feels like there are great windstorms buffeting us from all directions and that it feels at any moment as if we could lose what little sense of control we think we have and just be overwhelmed. I heard on the radio this morning somebody saying yes you need to listen to the news even though you're just newsed out and yes you have to listen all the way through because it's important there's so much going on in our world that needs and demands our attention and our prayers that at times we all feel overwhelmed oh my gosh I can't take anymore now I'm on a Facebook sabbatical I have been for about eight or nine months actually it's been more like about a year and a half and I think I may be weaning myself from Facebook, but I'm still addicted to the news. I get my news from other sources and Facebook. This morning, I think what this gospel tells us is that um, if we want to find peace in the midst of the storm, the storm of life, we as Christians can look to Jesus, that we find in Jesus that center around which we can begin to find order in what looks and feels very much like chaos. We can look to Jesus to give us that still point that helps us orient ourselves and to, um, and to begin to figure out where we need to go and what we need to do. And I can't remember in my time in my life when I have felt the need for that more than I do now. Yesterday morning, I, I'm in the, the habit of reading a bit of scripture and then my wife and I meditate for 15 minutes. And I try normally to just kind of let my thoughts flow past like little tiny toy boats on a river so that I can be open to what God is uh, trying to say to me. And yesterday as I was meditating, what passed by me on the river of my, th of my mind was scenario after scenario of crisis, catastrophe, fear. And they were mostly some of the scary moments in my life where I wasn't sure that I was going to make it either physically or emotionally or spiritually. And I spent a bunch of time trying to kind of 
detach from those thoughts and let them float on down the stream, but every time I let go of one, another one would come along. And when I finished my meditation, I thought, what was that about? And then I looked at this gospel. I said, peace, be still. What Jesus was telling me in my meditation time was that, yeah, these things happen, but I'm always here with you. And I think that's, that's a message for us. I think that's a, a call for us right now. I think we're called to be Jesus' representatives in the boats of our lives. And as we feel and those around us feel overwhelmed, confused, scared, we can be the ones who can stand out and say, stand up and say, peace. Whatever else is going on, we've got a God who knows us and loves us and is with us. Peace. We can listen to one another. Peace. Every conversation does not have to devolve into an argument. Peace. We can sit down and work together at solving shared problems. Peace. We can work together to solve many of the crises in our lives. But we don't do it alone. We do it with Jesus in our boat. So as we go forth from here this morning, and, and if you didn't know this, you, you, you probably know this, our church is shaped, as you know, like an upside down boat. And throughout history, a ship or an ark has been a sign of the church. The symbol of the World Council of Churches is an ark. And it expresses the sense that in the church we find a place of safety and a place where the storms which rage around us do not overwhelm us. And so we, as a church, can be a center of peace and openness and welcome to all opinions, all people, all in need. May we be that ship which helps our community, our families, our state, and in a very small way, our nation and our world. May we be a ship which helps others ride through the storm and brings order out of chaos, peace out of strife, and unity out of discord. Amen.